Welcome back to The Chosen Ones and Other Tropes, where I ask two published authors about their favourite tropes and the ones that make them want to cry. Um, you know The Hunger Games? And yeah. how I do know The, the Hunger cat- Games. I've heard of it. Yeah, you do know them. Yeah. <laughs> that little, that Essentially, what the Dursleys do to him is not parenting, it's child abuse. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. <laughs> I just, uh, man's playing a bit too nanny. It's fine. Uh, where- <laughs> it might be familiar to you. <laughs> Not as fun though, is it? <laughs> Tragic, isn't it? Super depressing. <laughs> It's just not. It's never going to be here. Yeah, Neville. She shouldn't have done that. Stop trying to make Neville happen. (laughs) (laughs) More like tabs on Chrome. (laughs) Um, Forbidden love. So sometimes two characters are perfect for each other, uh, but people and or society around them um, doesn't agree and deem (laughs) said romance forbidden, not allowed, banned. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, it does what it says on the tin. Uh, I assume we're going to talk about Romeo and Juliet at one point, but if you want the archetypal example of forbidden love, it's Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. Um, let's, let's start with, uh, Melissa this week. Melissa, forbidden love. Tell us about it. (laughs) Um, so unfortunately when I was looking into this, like most of the examples that sprang to mind, especially from fantasy were incest. Yes. There nice. were incest, so many incest examples. I was like, oh, this is... and then I was thinking, oh, how deep does incest go? Like, if you just read most Jane Eyre books, Jane Eyre books, Jane Austen books. <laughs> Everyone's but... a cousin. Jane Eyre. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time. Then there's loads of cousins and stuff. But then, oh, yeah, like obviously in Game of Thrones, there's like a mm-hmm. lot of brother sister love. Oh, yeah, that's they, so true. They love each other. Um, and it's kind of forbidden, but kind of not. Like in House of the Dragon, it's not forbidden. So, yeah. I don't know. No, like so then i then i wasn't sure if it technically was because obviously it changes depending on the time in those series so like house of dragon happens 200 years earlier so it's a bit different mm-hmm. um and then obviously yeah there are the ones to do with like all the roman the problem with roman juliet is there's so many roman juliet retellings as well yeah mm. where, such as everyone's favorite nomeo and juliet however <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's so, favorite. Yeah, it's everyone's favorite retelling. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's a common one. Um, it's not one I love, especially because I found so many incest examples. Um, but it's also not one. I, I understand why it's there because obviously it creates automatic conflict, which is perfect yeah. for stories. Every writer knows you need conflict in stories. And if you're writing specifically an A plot love story, it does create perfect conflict because they're not yeah. supposed to be together. So it's quite an easy one. And it also has ranges. Yeah, it goes all the way up to brother-sister incest, which is bleh. But also it can be as simple as she's a you know she's a nerd, he's a jock or something like that. That can also yeah. fall into forbidden love. So I do mm-hmm. like that it has a bit of scale to it, which some of the other yeah. ones we've looked at don't have any scale. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, a bit on the fence. I'm interested to see what everyone else thinks because I think I'll change my mind throughout the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, based on what you've just said, I will mm. point out um it's kind of a unique trope in romance in that it's one of the only ones where you the the conflict is created by the kind of setup and everything that's going on around the two people falling in love but you don't have to have those two butting heads right yeah because in almost all the other ones they have to like challenge each other and butt heads and then eventually kind of find uh common ground but yeah. with this one you can immediately have you know romeo and juliet go to a party wearing masks and are immediately fall in love yeah insta love mm. yeah exactly yeah it's true 
I know. I, I, I was also mixed on this one. I was like, this is, it's not something I thought about before. I think there's sometimes it's done really well. Sometimes it's done really horribly. Right. Um, mm. Naomi, what do you think? I'm less mixed. I actually quite like it. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> you love incest. Yeah. <laughs> not the incest. Um, yeah, I quite like a forbidden romance. There's there's something about the idea where if you're told something is off limits, it serves to make it all the more irresistible. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think a char- if a character is told you can't have that, the reader immediately wants to see the character get it. So um, it's like an obvious goal for me and one I'm happy to watch or read. But I agree, there's a line with it. (laughs) And uh, too often it is crossed. And I think um, the ones I prefer are probably where there's like a class divide um, or something that Mm -hmm. is not incest. So ones that came to mind for me um, were all class divides actually. Where Like The Notebook, for example, yeah, where mm-hmm. uh, Ali and Noah, I think their names are. That mm-hmm. was a really nice class divide there, and I really enjoyed that. And the binding, I think I, you know, you guys know this is one of my favorite books. There's a really yeah. good class divide romance in that, and that really ticks like a lot of boxes for me. Uh, yeah. But one that I loved actually was Carnival Row. Have you guys seen that on Amazon? I've haven't yes. watched season two. I've seen oh, season one. I haven't one. seen season two yet, but no, I, I absolutely either, yeah. love season one. Season one was great, and you know that <laughs> so um, fun that brother and sister um, upper class family. Um, oh yes. and they're yeah, humans, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they get like a new neighbor, and the neighbor is a critch or, or like a member yeah. of the fair, and he's got goat legs and horns, and um, she, the sister, like treats him absolutely abominably because obviously he's critch, and everyone treats the critch abominably. Um, but then eventually, it has like sexy results. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I really enjoyed their romance and like yeah. obviously her brother turns against her and she like totally absconds with her critch boyfriend and it's just it was just really great I really enjoyed um that that one I think forbidden romance when it's done well is done really really well and um, but I think class divide forbidden romances interest me more than general forbidden romance yes yeah when it's when it's because I mean carnival row is unabashedly an allegory for racism and such when it's done as like social commentary or cultural commentary i think it's it's much more interesting but obviously you need to when writing that be very kind of aware and knowledgeable about the subject yes and make sure you're you know you're doing the right thing yeah and being careful yeah yeah so something i thought of along those lines uh it's not class but broke back mountain Oh yeah, like just um, a gay romance generally. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at a, at a time and in kind of an area where it's just not accepted. Yeah, for them yeah, to for be sure. gay. Yeah, that's a good one because it's not them coming from different backgrounds. Necess- well, slightly different backgrounds, but not really. They're coming from mm-hmm. like the same place, but it's yeah. not just purely that they're not allowed to be together because of where they live and the time they live in and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, that one's good, and and mm. it, and it's it's very thought provoking, you know. Yeah, yes. for when sure. you go through it and you're like, wow, that you know, there was a lot of struggle. There is still struggle, you know. Come out, come out the other side, a better person, maybe. Mm-hmm. There's so many of these a class divide, though. Yeah, um, that's very true. Yeah, I think it's safer uh, to do class divide because I also had Titanic is class divide. Oh, that's true. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah. Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and, and obviously the, the street version Step Up. Those are both 
class divides where it's like, oh, one of them's <laughs> prim and proper and one of them's from the streets. Oh, um, what about she does um, ballet? What about yeah, like say the last dance? Is that a forbidden romance? That- yeah, it feels like it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, she's really big in dancing. I just noticed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a was a Shakespeare in Love. That's class divide too. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's kind true. of yeah. That's and, and then there's also cross dressing and stuff, but I don't think that's uh, I don't think there's a crossover there. <laughs> Here's a whole. Uh, here's a whole genre that I found to be very entwined with this is Uh-oh. vampires. Yes, I was waiting until we got to vampires. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, which vampires do you want to start with? Um, well, okay, I was going to start with Twilight because I think that's Let's very go. obvious. Yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously Bella is forbidden because he wants to eat her. <laughs> yep. Um, but also it's it's kind of reverse as well because um, she she's... Um, obviously going to die you know one day and it's like there's no point trying to start up a romance with someone who's like mortal he's only got mortal. 80 years to live <laughs> yeah. what, a, what a drag how embarrassing <laughs> what, what did you did, what did you think about the vampires so twilight i 100 agree and i think twilight's is is the twilight i would say is probably an example of this being more flat than mm-hmm. a lot of the other examples we've just given where it's kind of mm-hmm. like I don't, there's no like interest or I, it doesn't sort of provoke any thinking from me. The Twilight one, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, you know, he's a vampire. <laughs> but then I was thinking, uh, conversely, also vampires, proving that the vampire part is not the issue. Mm-hmm. I think in True Blood, it's much more interesting with Suki and Bill and then mm-hmm. Eric. Oh, and, yeah. And the reason for that, I think, is purely because, like we were just saying, it ties into True Blood, especially in season one, it gets a bit insane in the later seasons. But in season one, they ground it really well in this kind of world where vampires as a as a collective have come out, revealed them revealed themselves, and are sort of like you see these like press meetings and stuff where it's like the ambassadors of the vampires talking about coexistence with humans and this, that, the other. And they've set up this whole kind of tension around the world where everyone knows that vampires exist. And obviously there's, you know, this is allegorical for various different things, but that presence, that kind of existence, everyone acknowledging like, oh, there's, you know, new people living in the world. You, they they show quite well that the humans are not comfortable with this and the vampires are kind of shunned, even, but like in a kind of a fearful way. So mm-hmm. that, I think that works really well because they've given so many layers to why it's and also it's Mm. not really expressly forbidden other than like friends and family are like you shouldn't do that that's bad it's not like a it's not like illegal like in something like brokeback mountain Mm -hmm. yeah i like it when um it's i suppose i like it better and it has more tension when you can understand why it would be fit so like we were talking about with brokeback mountain and we're imagining you know as a viewer oh imagine if you can just be with the person you love for literally no reason apart from yeah. the law so it, like it gives you more of an insight into it mm-hmm. because i was thinking vampire wise obviously vampire diaries vampire diaries is it all the time they absolutely <laughs> love it they do it with like oh you're a witch and i'm a vampire it'll never work yeah, I'm like yeah. why why it seems like <laughs> you've got loads in common i don't really understand um and obviously she gets together with the bad boy in it so it has like bad boy connotations nobody likes her boyfriend damon so like she's not allowed to be with him she should be with the nice vampire the other killer (laughs) vampire that's obviously a much better choice but um i was thinking in supernatural stuff um 
you know, which is actually where I rage quit the series, but then found out later. <laughs> this is a spoiler. However, this is a very old series, so nobody shout at me. Um, <laughs> Jason Clary in City of Bones, where you find out they're brother and sister. City and of Bones. Obviously it's wow. This but is then later why... you find out it's a lie. <laughs> so this is why I haven't read those books and why I yeah. haven't bothered watching this the TV show because um oh no I think I watched the movie the very first movie <gasps> the movie and yeah. it was like, with Lily Collins yeah and it was yeah. just like really unclear if they're related or not and I was like even if she then <laughs> decides that they're not later related the fact that they almost were is just yeah like why would you do it's that too much yeah. yeah this is the thing do you carry on no matter what with that thread game of thrones style they are related because i i always wonder it, it must have caused quite a lot of outrage because there's really yeah. good like sexual chemistry in the book and in the the tv yeah, show exactly. and, the, and the films and all that like between clary and jace and then it's like oh no he's the secret brother jonathan it's just like oh god fine whatever and then later on it's like oh but guess what it's fine because it was a lie <laughs> It's like, okay. but even then, it's too weird. It's too yeah. You've just already knowing. tainted it. Exactly. Oh, you guys win. You can have them together. They're <laughs> yeah. not really related. Oh, it's okay then. Like, no. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but in my memory, they really downplayed that in the movie. I think they were trying to sweep so? it under the rug. It was in the last like ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, it was. Like. Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. <movie>. okay. <laughs> Among other things, but anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, it's it's weird when it gets into incestuous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so common, stuff. though, in fantasy. Like, yeah. it, it's just everywhere. I don't, I don't know why. It's because it, it a lot of it's based on history, right? It's based yeah. on, and, and like, historically. Medieval history type. Yeah. But, I mean, the whole of Game of Thrones is essentially based on the War of the Roses. Yeah. So, mm. and a lot of it is referential to actual events. Apparently, I didn't, I read this somewhere in an interview where he was saying everything that happens in Game of Thrones is inspired by something that actually happened interesting. In, in real life. And I was, real like, life, yeah. I was like, damn, those weddings? Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but I think God in damn. Game of Thrones, you accept the incest so much more because everybody is so messed <laughs> up right. as a character. <laughs> like you're, you're, They're not trying to be good people who are also shagging yeah. their, boy, their brothers. You know, they're like, mm. they're messed up characters and they have yeah. messed up romantic relationships like i yeah, don't you're like this is the least of your worries so. yeah it, it, absolutely yeah it's like the cherry on the ice cream is that the right moment ice cream. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> we can make up whatever say. we want yeah we can write whatever we want yeah that's what, that's uh, what we do though game of thrones is game of thrones there's an interesting part of that with game of thrones though where now that we have seen unless you have read the book previously now that we've seen house of the dragon and we see how accepted it was for mm-hmm. the targaryen yeah. family to and it, you know no one battered an eyelid the targaryens kept it in the family yeah. uh, <laughs> but then one of them goes crazy becomes the mad king you know all hell ensues or as we're told you know that's the propaganda that we get obviously you don't see that unfolding um and then i think the assumption is going into game of thrones that the, the the a song of ice and fire which happens a long time afterwards is that that's now frowned upon because it reached the point where the mad king was so insane right so that's why jamie and, and cersei are hiding it uh, okay from everyone as opposed to um you know openly you know, doing it i guess also right. she's married to the king so that's probably <laughs> that's a big thing <laughs> <laughs> which brings me on Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because we have tiptoed towards the dark side of this. This gets, <laughs> yeah. I feel like this trope gets really dark. And moving yeah. into the dark side of things, um, affairs. Affairs mm. is a whole like mm-hmm. subgenre of this, which... I really don't like. It's not something that I'm like, oh, great. The character that I like is having an affair and now I have very mixed feelings about them and everything that's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think this is, it can be done in a, st- uh, I don't want to say in like a tasteful way, <laughs> like <laughs> tasteful adultery. It's still not great. Tasteful adultery. <laughs> but something like The English Patient um, does it quite well. And obviously great, the, the Great Gatsby. Is mm-hmm. essentially all about a man trying to have an affair with a woman. That's so true. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Just, like go along with it. Yeah, and, and she tries to help him. It's weird. Um, have you seen a simple favor with Anna Kendrick and Blake? Yes. Yeah. You know how? Yeah. You know how? Um, Anna Kendrick's character has like this dark past. Like she was married, but and she has a son, but her son is actually not her husband's son, and she had yeah. an affair with her brother. Yeah, and now she has this son and with like, her own brother. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's like this. It's only spoilers. Like, I know. Yeah, sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm out. Um, Unsubscribe. It, so it's it's only like it's like a ten second clip in the whole movie, right? And the rest of the movie is so good. And Anna Kendrick as a character, like her character, is so lovely and likable, likable, and yeah, mm-hmm. she has the like she had an affair with her brother. It's the weirdest thing. Um. So yeah, that I you were just talking about affairs, and it really made me think about that. That was forbidden love incest. Really yeah, dark. it's like mm. all the layers of forbidden love. They do, yeah. well, they don't actually. This is the thing about affairs, isn't it? It's like if there's chemistry. So in um, a book I loved when I was younger, who and then I found out it was the same writer as the Vampire Diaries. I was very excited. <laughs> so L.J. Smith also wrote um, the Secret Circle, which was made oh, yeah. into a very short-lived television show. I watched that television series. Oh really? Yes. Um, yeah. So. Cassie is like the main character and then she makes friends with this very lovely girl very head girl energy uh, mm-hmm. called Diana and she has a boyfriend called Adam and they're together like before it starts she moves to a new town they're already together but then of course there is this whole thing of um Adam and Cassie for various witchy prophecy reasons that's obviously a whole other episode we've done um, they have to be together like to break a spell basically Mm. so it's really awkward because they're working out oh it's us we're like the prophesized couple basically but she's already with diana and diana's really nice so they have all this like i don't know if they did it very well on the tv show but in the book there's loads of sexual chemistry between them but they yeah. cannot act upon it because she loves diana as like a sister and mm-hmm. obviously he adam does love diana so that's i think that's done quite well because oh, i can't even remember if they kiss or anything actually before he breaks up with diana because he realizes it's just not going to work but it's like kind of sad as well and it adds an extra element because they feel awkward about it and yeah. it, it is just mm. very awkward the whole that's, thing is just very awkward also imagine being in a relationship with someone and literally being told oh yeah but you're only in a relationship because destiny said so yes that's and the there's other. nothing you can fight against it like yeah that's, yeah 
So, so like, it gets quite dry, actually. Funnily enough, it gets quite dry once it's not forbidden. Because in a way, it's not forbidden because they're literally supposed to be together. Yeah. Once he breaks yeah. up with Diana and they're supposed to get together, they're a bit awkward about it. It does dry up the chemistry slightly. <laughs> because obviously, it's like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. Oh, okay. It's well, no longer forbidden. I'm not interested. <laughs> that's it, right? Yeah, that's so, that's so much of the allure of this trope yeah, is the, it is. Uh, the forbidden it really part is. of it. Yeah. yeah. I think that probably happens in quite a few stories. Because mm-hmm. um, mm. it, it would be funny. I imagine, especially in like a television series or something, it yeah. would be quite funny because it's like uh, you could do it in a comedy, maybe. <laughs> the forbidden part is the funny part. And then as soon as it's not forbidden, I think the couple would be like, oh, uh, I'm not really into this anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's why it, it it's funny. It's in a simple favor with Anna Kendrick. That kind of is a comedy. It's like a weird comedy thriller mashup it is, yeah. of genres. And it is funny, when, but it's also, I don't know. This... Horrifying? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that, that's that movie in, in a nutshell. It's kind of funny, but horrifying. I don't know. It's a really, yeah. really good movie. It is. It is excellent. I guess you just break all the tension is the yeah. problem. The real plot problem as a writer constructing a story is as soon as it's not forbidden anymore. And if that's yeah. one of your major plot points, as you were saying, Jamie, like you literally set up the whole story with an A plot of mm-hmm. they're not allowed to be together. As soon as you let them be together, you have ended the story, essentially. You've lost all the te- all the tension has faded from the room. Yeah. And that's a weird thing about it. I can't think of how you could possibly keep the tension. But you'd have to change it to a completely almost different genre, it would feel. Yeah, because it's such yeah. a trope. the forbidden part is the will they, won't they, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like almost always that they're willing, which is why mm-hmm. the forbidden thing needs to be there. So the, 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 the will they, won't they purely comes down to whatever restriction is forbidding them from being together. So right. if you then say, okay, no, it's, you can be together now. Your will they, won't they is over. So you kind of need to wrap up whatever the story is. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I think that's why it works so well as a class divide though, because you still have that tension. Yeah. Got you. Um, yeah, you if, could if, go into other parts of the world. Exactly. It's like, well, how will it still mm-hmm. work? It's like, okay, so fine, they've done the deed, but how will it? How will it work? How will? What's the long term picture here? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. How do their friends really see well. them? How does society yeah. as a whole see yeah. them? Like, yeah. Yeah. They're just social outcasts now. How's it going to work? Yeah. Yeah, that's true, and it works well in dystopian because, in a way, Carnival Row is slightly dystopian because there's like mm-hmm. a revolutionary aspect, and yeah, yeah, you know, is. the chosen ones coming to like take over the government and overthrow them and try and change everything so i think it works quite well in that like for instance obviously in hunger games it's forbidden because she and peter can't both survive the hunger games i think mm-hmm. they do and obviously she's like ew i don't like you peter because <laughs> <laughs> all the tension's gone now because we're allowed to be together yeah <laughs> but you can carry on with the story of obviously the dystopia that they're surrounded by and then you mm-hmm. can push on with that and then obviously in that so i don't know if it really extends to friendship but in the books of the hunger games she's friends with the mayor's daughter and is yeah yeah who brings her strawberries and stuff and um that and she's obviously slightly upper class because they have a slightly different feudal system basically Mm -hmm. in the books where there is actually a ruling class within each district yeah and i always thought that was quite sad they skipped that yeah it's interesting yeah. Give it ten years, they'll we'll get the HBO Hunger Games TV series and then they can add it back in. <laughs> that, Madge, that was <laughs> That reminds me of the island. Um, you know, the clone. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. he has like a friend who's also 
uh, one of the workers and the worker oh, obviously yeah. knows that he's a clone but he still like lets him hang out with him because like yeah, yeah. and he like feels for him and stuff. Yeah. yeah I think it can be done in a friendship way actually now I think I hadn't really thought about it's not as tense obviously and it doesn't quite work in the same way but there's definitely an element where you yeah. can have it as a as a forbidden friendship as well I think so yeah for sure yeah is that like um the boy in the striped pajamas yeah that's super forbidden obviously isn't it yeah. like and that's the dark side again. It's just so dark that's a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it's interesting. It can't, like you said, it's, yeah, a uh, simple favor is a little bit comedy, but apart mm. from that, it's quite hard to push this into a comedy setting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How about his, his one that I thought was actually quite good in affairs, um, but like within context. Did, did you guys ever watch Scandal? No. Is that with okay. Richard Gere? No, 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 no. The television series. Television series. With, oh, um, sorry. I've seen adverts for it. Um, Kerry yes. Washington. Um, would, does that have Sienna Miller in it? Or am I just... No, no, no. You're, you're, I don't know what movie you're <laughs> thinking of. But <laughs> it's I'll Kerry Washington. No. Yeah. She plays <laughs> Olivia Pope, who is like a fixer for like politicians and like celebrities and, and stuff. So if there's uh, a scam, something's okay. going wrong, her yeah. and her team like fix it. But spoilers for Scandal, which is probably like 10 years old at this point mm-hmm. uh she her the, the, because i mean the show is called scandal and she seems to be this like super switched on like powerful person who who no one could like make flinch mm-hmm. and then it was revealed at some point in season one that she actually has an on again off again affair with the president of the united states uh okay wow. <laughs> so she's so that's quite herself. a good it's quite a good uh mm. yeah she's involved in the ultimate scandal yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite a good sort of kind of um forbidden love thing because th- there's obviously so much te- like passion and like tension between them but he's mm-hmm. the president of the united states he can't leave his wife because of political reasons um oh my heart bleeds like i just don't care i know i was gonna yeah. about wow. saying no she's like wait wait oh i can't leave her the papers will know <laughs> yeah. oh no <laughs> Give me um, some real stakes. <laughs> <laughs> but we've talked about this going dark. I don't think mm. we've talked about quite how dark this goes because when I was doing a little bit of research for this, I like to sometimes jump on YouTube and see what videos people have made, give, give me a little snippet into their worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it goes, uh, this goes way too far for my uh, sensitive disposition. Uh, I saw a YouTube video titled Step Sibling Romance Rex slash Forbidden and Taboo Vibes. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm far too scared. <laughs> yeah, because this, this is, this is now crossing a line where we're venturing from forbidden love into taboo. Mm-hmm. And that's a place which I don't dare go because I think you you very quickly move from morally questionable to like out of control problematic freefall yeah yeah where it becomes so much more than yeah yeah I had I had a quick flick through I was like let me just look up what taboo stuff there is and I I was like I'm gonna play it safe so there's no video (laughs) clips I'm gonna do it I found I found a, a list of books taboo books and some of them are called like um my my dad's best friend and stuff and i'm like uh, <laughs> please i thought That's you were gonna say porn, like <laughs> lolita or something like that i mean lolita's yeah but lolita at least has some kind of artful backing to it yeah some of these 
some of these romance ones are just straight up like not even trying yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it feels like yeah this is this is yeah <laughs> yeah i remember um i remember um Pornhub release every year what their most common oh, search terms no are and i was just checking actually and um stepsister is a very <gasps> common i was just uh. looking it up so yeah, maybe people, maybe that's part of the allure people like about forbidden love. Maybe they like to imagine these things. Maybe, maybe that's why. But no. at least, at least, step <laughs> implies there's no blood relation. Actual yes, relation. That's true. Yeah. yeah, it does seem to be step. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Oh man, that's not good. That that's one of the most searched for terms. Well. Yeah. At least, as I say, at least it's not a blood relation. But I do think yes, forbidden true. love. We're not going to do an episode on it. I, I, I can't. <laughs> it <laughs> leans into taboo, and I think taboo is is somewhere I dare not go. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I'm too scared. I'm not yeah. grown up enough for this. No, 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 no. <laughs> you will not see a taboo novel coming out from Melissa Wellever. <laughs> Part of the dystopian universe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> However, un- under her pen name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Willissa Meliva. <laughs> um. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. So other than other than straying into the taboo areas, what mm. what do you guys think is tricky or like can be problems in this with this uh, trope? Mm. with it yeah a lot of it is taboo so obviously <laughs> yeah that was my, literally my opening was mm, there was a lot of incest when i was looking at this yeah. but um i think the major problem is sort of what you touched upon earlier which is if you're going to make this an a plot and your entire attention is based around will they won't they speaking of say slow burn romance does that mean that they just can't get together like does that restrict you a lot as a storyteller i'm not sure if it's if it's a restricted romance obviously they're getting sort of those snatches of you know oh they've met up under cover of darkness nobody knows they've met up and they're sort of being together but obviously roman and juliet like spoilers guys you haven't seen roman and juliet it doesn't end well it does not end well it's not like a happy ending so i'm not sure and then do you always if you don't make it happy endings as we're talking about it's mostly darker um genres it's not really something yeah. you can push into rom-com as such then i'm not sure if it restricts you a little bit creatively to have a forbidden love storyline i think there's only one way it can go mm-hmm. mm. yeah I agree. yeah you've got to twin it with a few other things i think to make it work yes yeah i think like we well we started off this episode talking i think it works best when it is making cultural or political or, or, like or statement. comments mm. on society. Yeah. yeah. Like Brokeback Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like you know, when there's classism involved, if there's racism involved, that kind of thing. That's when I think it, it is at its strongest because it's, and it kind of ties into the, I think what is probably the, the if you're thinking about writing this, I think what is probably the the easiest way to, to fall flat um, to, and to make it kind of not hit is, 
for not having a good reason for why the romance is forbidden. Mm-hmm. So like with Twilight, it's like, yeah, okay, he's going to live forever and she's going to, you know, and he, and he wants right. to eat her. But it's kind of like, yeah. I mentioned you know, the reason I think it works much better in True Blood, another vampire series, is because mm-hmm. they set up this whole world. They set up this whole um, s- sort of um, speculative fantasy world where it's yeah. like, okay, well, what if vampires have always existed and they the world is as it is, but vampires suddenly come out of the shadows and say, hell yeah, we, we also live here and we want to live with the rest of you. Mm-hmm. Even in like um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because Buffy and Angel, I think, is is, is yes. a forbidden love. Yeah, massively Angel. Yeah, and Spike more so, I think, because he really yeah. is a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, he's the a groundwork has been laid, though. It works much yeah. better, I think, than Twilight because they've spent many, many like it's yeah, not a that's quick true. thing. They've spent a long time establishing this kind of world order of yeah, Buffy is here to protect the world from the secret vampires. All vampires equals bad. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah, and you know. It's that's what it's about. You, there has to be a good reason for it being forbidden. If yeah. the reason for it's forbidden is just kind of a bit wishy washy and like you can poke a lot of holes in it, it's not really going to be compared. It's, it's like you're probably better off having a more traditional romance and just doing a will they, won't they kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Because it's not, yeah, if it's used as a world building element, especially in dystopian speculative kind of things, it can be really cool and fun to get you thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And I think then it can be, I mean, it's still usually in darker settings, but I think it has more entertainment value in terms of the story if mm-hmm. it's involved with the world building. That's true. So there was one that I read recently, this, um, and I absolutely loved the book, but I recognized Uh-oh. that there was some problematic areas in it. Um, so there was a forbidden romance between a lecturer and a student. And I, like, as the book as a whole, right? I absolutely thought it was the best thing I'd ever read ever, and like writing goals. But <laughs> if you really dig into it, there are like some really problematic things. Like, so the lecturer was well aware that he was not allowed to like the student, and he was told by faculty to stay away from her, and so he treated her badly. And um, so, like, he was mean. Ooh. So he was mean to her in order to push her away. When actually, you got chapters from his point of view, and he was like really obsessed with her. Um, and, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but it actually, it was one of the most. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Reading it, it was great. So I think sometimes um, you just have to take on books at face value, um, and just just read them as a story. But at the same time, that can also be dangerous because you know that kind of thing does happen every day. Yes, real world <laughs> situations that immediately made me think of Pretty Little Liars with Aria and Mr. Fitz. Yeah, yeah. And literally yeah, episode one, it's not even a spoiler, guys, because literally episode <laughs> one, she's like underage drinking at a bar, which obviously no one should ever do. And then she goes to the bathroom with a guy and then the next day at school, guess who's her new teacher? Yeah. And like, he Awkward. does not leave that alone. Wow. <laughs> that is insta-love territory of not leaving it alone. He just yeah. does not understand at all that she is 16 years old yeah and he should not be anywhere near her and he is i mean they make him as young as they possibly can in terms of actual time that's passed since he's done his degree yeah so he's maybe at i say only i really should be saying that but like only six or seven years older than her but it's still like no absolutely not and yet that is they stay together here is a spoiler the whole way through (laughs) they (laughs) are together i mean they break up and make up of course they do because it's like seven seasons but they are like they are the one true love of each other so what you're saying is at season three 
it's legal. <laughs> no, because oh, no. not very much time passes and they have to do a time jump at one point. Oh. And as soon as it's legal, they're not together as much, I noticed. I'm just saying. That's I'm just saying. So did <laughs> yeah. the tension go out of it there? Because yeah. she's legal, After yeah. the time jump, they are not together as she much. She is no longer jailbait. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's true, though, because I think a lot of like people, like I remember my, uh, my cousin, she's 15 and she watched that and she loved that series. Um, I've never specifically talked to her about that relationship. However, I don't remember her mentioning, oh, wasn't that gross? Mm. Whereas I watched it as an adult. Yeah, you had a different understanding. So I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, that is something that could happen. You're totally right. You know that, you know, know, Juno? Do do you guys ever watch Juno? The movie? Yeah, yeah. With Michael Cera? Yeah. Yeah, And and the way that he treated Juno. um, Like when I was watching it as a teen, right? She was just like this cool kid hanging out with the adult and she got on with the adult better than she did with kids. Oh, I see. Sorry, yes. And and as a teenager, I was watching it and I was like, oh, that's, you know, she's just found a kindred spirit. But actually as an adult now, watching it back, I'm like, he was so inappropriate with her. Yeah, really inappropriate. And like mm. encouraging her. And like, I just, it's, it's weird actually how you view things differently um, yeah. as you get older. So it can be quite toxic, I guess. Like mm-hmm. that, really toxic actually. Yeah. More so, I would say, than any other ones we've spoken about. Yeah, mm. for sure. This season, yes. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> that I think the teacher the teacher student thing's actually really common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. But like I yeah, I guess the safe way to play that, um and which I think is more common, um, probably because there's less high school shows now and more like college shows, is like at, right. at college with a professor and it's still inappropriate, but it's not like illegal at this point. Yeah. Is it though? Is it not illegal? Like, what? Because if they're at college, oh sorry, like, no, 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 it's not illegal, is it? But like, people can still get university. sacked over it. I think. Oh yeah, you can get fired yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's not illegal. It can be guidelines. No, no, no. You're no, just no. going to lose your job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Being> ruined. <laughs> and it, it's true love, not worth professional ruining. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Exactly, and that oh I think God. is probably something that does happen more frequently than uh, than mm-hmm. I imagine people hear about in real life. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a scary trope. Would you guys ever do it? So I have written a forbidden romance with a class divide that I really, really enjoyed writing. And one day I hope it sees a shell. Um, And I also got accused of writing incest forbidden romance (laughs) because um, when one of my, you know what's coming. In in every line of you, Lydia, my main character, names her AI after her dead brother. Um, And so obviously people were like, what, it's her brother? And I'm like, no, like it's not. Um, Yeah, they're very different people. And that's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Your Honour. Listen, guys, Lydia's got a lot of problems, okay? Lydia's trying to figure it out. (laughs) Emery's a very common name. (laughs) (laughs) You can't throw a stick without hitting Henry, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So you, 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 you have done it, would do it. Is that like a dystopian sci-fi kind of thing? The the class divide that I wrote was a dystopian sci-fi, yeah. Mm, yeah. And, um, right. I was I loved that book. I really hope it sees a shot off one day. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think I would do it with incest. With incest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> um, I think it works so well in dystopian. Um, yeah. When when you look at the kind of like uh, big dystopian novels out there, and you and you see these kind of very rigid structures. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh, handmaid's tale and stuff like that that's the kind of thing that can yes. kind of work really well in 
Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic emotional hook to get you into the character. Samuel Tell's a great yeah. example of that's just what makes you like Offred and Nick Moore because they're going to share more stuff with each other and yeah. it'll feel even more like you're really sitting in on a private conversation because it yeah, has that forbidden so of elements. So yeah, I think I, I think I would maybe give it a go in that setting. I'd not really thought about it until we'd had this conversation like that. And I also, as I say, like the platonic thing of having friends who are on the other side of the divide as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think you just have to be so careful with how yeah, you, do you do it. And yeah. if there isn't anything else to explore, I either feel like at best I'll write myself into a corner and a waste of time. And at mm-hmm. worst, you're venturing into weird incest. <laughs> yeah. Taboo. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to go there. But yeah, I think I'll give it a go now, actually. I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit over the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over the fence. <laughs> I think I would do it in a very specific genre in a very specific setting yes yeah um and i i think what i'll say is i would never force it i would never go into something being like i'm gonna do a forbidden romance unless it felt natural with the thing that i was already doing yeah right i, I agree. don't know you sold it. That's it. Yeah. This one. This one makes me feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting it, but yeah. <laughs> Let's end the episode before we have to keep talking about it. Thanks for putting up with our nonsense for another episode. To stay tuned to everything we're up to, you can follow the podcast on all socials at The Chosen Tropes. Follow Melissa at Meliva, Naomi at Naomi G. Writes, and Jamie at Jamie X. Greenwood. Don't forget to check out Naomi and Melissa's books as well as the Right and Wrong podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next trope. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.